Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Conversations on Dance is proud to have Yumiko as a continued partner in 2021. Yumiko is a company inspired by beauty and standards. As a leader in the dancewear industry, they take great pride in their impact as a socially and environmentally conscious brand. This month, Yumiko introduced six new mesh tones available for all personalized pieces. And as a summer celebration, Yumiko is offering a special in-store discount to our New York City listeners. Show that you are subscribed to Conversations on Dance at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your in-store purchase. Visit yumiko.com for store hours and be sure to follow along on Instagram at yumiko to stay up to date. Welcome to an all-new sound experience here at Conversations on Dance. This is the first episode that we are recording with all new microphones, thanks to friend of the pod, Bruce Wilson. Hello. Hi. How is everybody? It's Sunday, August 1st. Have you played August by Taylor Swift yet today? Oh, you're going to hate that I don't listen to much Taylor Swift. But when we were deep in the pandemic, I absolutely was all over folklore. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's the, recently the one-year anniversary of Folklore. By the way, this is Kate Penner joining us. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kate. We are here at the 2021 Vail Dance Festival. Very exciting. We are back. We're looking at you in real life, in person. We can't touch you. Doesn't that feel we like touch. like just very normal, though? Like It, it really feels like last Vail was yesterday. Yeah. So last time we spoke with you, you yes. are a friend of the pod. I am. Um, you, we did a Zoomy, and so now we're doing in person. And we just want to talk a little bit about your very, very important role and a role that interests me a lot um, here at the Vale Dance Festival. You manage the social media for the festival. I do. I sort of fell into this role a couple years ago, um, and by a couple, I mean maybe two thousand and eight. <laughs> <laughs> But then I stepped away from actually formally managing it. So I've been coming to Vail since 2007 okay. with um, Heather and Damien, Heather Watson, Damien Wetzel. And back then, there were not a lot of examples. Like Facebook really didn't have the functionality of having an organization mm-hmm. be on it. So right. we were toying around with like making a person called the Vail International Dance Festival because that was our name then. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and 
Yeah, we started there. And then as smartphones sort of took hold, we started doing more video, doing more photo and the ability to share digital media was just really exciting to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been in this position continuously since 2014. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that Vail was like ahead of the curve on this stuff. Thank you. And I want to say, <laughs> I feel like it's because of you. Oh, I feel touched by that. But it's done it, a lot of learning. Uh, yeah. It just feels like if you're not at the festival, there's just constantly stuff coming yeah. out in a way that makes you feel like you're there and you're, it makes you really interested and draws you in. I was just going to say, when you put it in perspective like that, it's wild to think of how much um, media has evolved over the course of your time here. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you're talking about Facebook not having that sort of functionality, I just like, I, of course I remember that. Yeah. But I, when you say 2007, I'm like, okay, so like three years ago, right? Right. No. <laughs> really, I'll take you back. Like the first few things I did for Vail was I copy edited one of those ticket order forms that you get in the postal mail where you fill out which shows you want and like the other side is a calendar of events and then you put your check in the envelope and, you and your order form back. and you mail it back and some old fashioned, we still do them, but right. certain, the more traditional media uses press releases. Sure, sure. And so that was really what I was doing. That's the first memory I have of really working with copy and here. And wow. that's, Funny. yes, it has evolved a lot. Right. It yeah. does feel like three years ago. Yeah. yeah. But also I'm like, oh my gosh, remember that perforated ticket order form? <laughs> yeah. And so now fun. we do a lot, most of our sales uh, digitally online. Right. So tell us a little bit I, about how you all communicate. You have an incredible video team, Nell Shelby. You have incredible photographers that are always here year after year and they are getting stuff out all the time. What is that process like? How are they communicating with you? How are you getting it then to the people who want to see it? Yeah, a day in the life, I would say we start talking about what the shape of the festival looks like, at least for my ears, in the spring. Mm -hmm. So what are the fringe events going to be? Who are the big companies that are coming? What is the pattern of the festival going to look like? We usually have you know, opening weekend, which is going to feature a bunch of different people. And I start sort of thinking through who's going to be really someone who stays through much of the festival that you want to develop some, you know, human personal interest with as you see them going to class or like hanging out in Vail Village, etc. So then as we get closer and closer to the festival, we're really thinking about, okay, who are the people who are doing world premieres? Mm -hmm. Those come together in a wide variety of different ways. Some of them happen here. Some of them are totally unplanned and happen mm -hmm. entirely here. So like best laid plans joke is always on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, who's doing what with uh, them and also music by what? Yeah. Like it's just, and that can be like a hit of the festival. So you just have to be open and stay flexible. Right. But I talk with our photo and video team about what we're looking to capture and when we need to, need to get it pushed out by. Um, and the shows are the sort of bones of that. Mm -hmm. And then as we're thinking about, okay, what are the things that are most important that we want people to really know about either individual artists or individual premieres, then I start layering those in mm -hmm. that I want to start teasing different things. Maybe it's a partnership or a debut um, or a new premiere or live music because we have music commissions as well as mm -hmm. dance. So then you start layering that on top and trying to be thoughtful about, okay, if I have a photographer doing this and they're delivering photos here, like there are 24 hours in the day 
And they work through all of them. Yeah. Don't they? So it, that's kind of how it comes together. And we're just in contact throughout the day thinking about, you know, what is what we're trying to get out. There's a lot of Google Docs happening in the yeah. background. We love a Google Doc. S- some sheets, lots of, you know, color-coded things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a few long meetings right as we get on the ground in Vail where we go over what's happening and what we really want to make sure that we don't miss because every year there's something where I'm like, oh, I wish I had more video of that. Right. So really, trying yeah. to get better about that. Mm-hmm. But I do also have an intrepid team of interns who are at a lot of rehearsals right. too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how much of, of a part do, does contacting various trusts or um, people that are charged with protecting the rights of music or costumes and sets and of course the choreography, how much does that play a role in what you're doing? It's pretty substantial. Anyone that's in my position needs to know exactly what the rep is and exactly who owns it and whether we have a contractual obligation to that intellectual property. So being cognizant of what are their conditions under which we can perform, and often those are around you know photo approval, video approval. So thinking through those timelines trying to make sure that there are no sort of pauses in content as we're waiting for those approvals as well can be challenging. Um, And sometimes, you know, we'll be going back and forth about how a video looks or how it sounds because there are lots of little details that when you're, you know, flipping through Facebook or YouTube or Instagram that you don't realize if you're watching something that's rights protected, a lot of the time that music has to match the excerpt that you're looking at. Right. It's not like you can do just like this edit and pick and choose lots of different thing- things and like mash them together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to really preserve the work and also be limited in terms of how much continuous choreography mm-hmm. you're showing. So we're always trying to like figure out, you know, where do we sort of, make our editing choices and when do we send and how do we change? And sometimes you're dying to get a certain shot. It doesn't really come through and you just sort of have to, you know, let some of those things go as well. Right. So it's, there's constant conversation with these organizations in the background. Is there a spreadsheet for this? Cause it's, just, yeah, it's just too many components. Too. It's too many. Like when you think of for each ballet and all the, what, all the, you know, you know, music, choreography, costumes, lighting, whatever. That's just for, that's like, you know, half dozen things for one ballet and you yeah. can have, you know, a half dozen ballets in one evening. Yeah. Like, is there is there ever a moment where you're just like, oh, wait, like, this is totally off limits. This person has said, you know. I mean, there have been moments where either I know in advance that, like, this is not something to be captured and that might be missing from what we're pushing out on social media, and that's okay. Um, and then there are others where however we captured it just doesn't dovetail with the requirements right. of how they want it right. captured to go and so it's okay like Mm -hmm. i try to stay calm for your photographers and videographers how much of that do you communicate to them because is that would that just be too much to get in their head about you know what they're capturing i usually do it after the show so i watch almost every show from the back wall we stand next to each other often (laughs) (laughs) and so if there are any you know challenging moments that i think that we should avoid or things that I'm like, we absolutely must get this into the sizzle. I think that this will be great. I think this shows off the choreography mm-hmm. perfectly. Hit that balance. Oh, we got to get that right. in. Yes. <laughs> oh, so that's something that you would say to them. Like, yes. There was an exceptional pirouette 
in yeah. this ballet right. at this time. Okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at the second to last movement. Here's the moment that I think we should see. And I, I check in with Damien usually before the like crush of people comes through at the uh-huh. end of the show and right. say, "Did anything jump out at you?" And he'll will sort of, sort of stand there and think through the entire evening, and uh, that'll usually give us a list to get started with. And then we start looking at edits the next day. Right. Wow. I just like blown away by that. It's so great. I mean, Nell and her team are Nell Shelby is just the speed at which the show is captured. There are multiple cameras happening. She is mixing too. There are like jumbotrons Mm -hmm. that project out onto the lawn so that our lawn audience can see better. That was as of a few years ago. So she's live mixing the show onto those uh, monitors and we're sort of talking sometimes I get too excited and it's like after every piece. And then I'm like, I need to not send her a million text messages. Just leave it for one. So that's one what you're end. up to. Yeah. You're sending texts, like yeah. writing notes and stuff. On yeah. So to... we sort of like mind meld at the end of the show. What do we think would look really good in a sizzle? It's so hard too, because like the internet is a place where people's attention is really fleeting. Yes. Yeah. You got it. You got to capture it's people. It's so easy to turn it into like yeah. an eight minute video, right? right? Yeah, and it's yeah, also yeah. hard because there are lots of different audience members out mm-hmm. there. There yeah. are people who want to see the whole thing. And I'm like, I know, but like you gotta come to the, the law. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the law. So what are some of these limitations? Like what are some of the things contractually? We know that there are limitations in terms of, of course, music or that you can only show something for a certain period of time. What other things are specifically communicated to the Veil Dance Festival from maybe some of these trusts or choreographers that are like absolutely not sometimes it really depends on the organization depends on the ballet but it'll be set design it'll be costume it'll be what else is on stage which is really challenging because this is a pretty bare bones like there's no psych in the background we are moving a piano on and off stage so there are some ballets where it is required that there be absolutely nothing or that the piano be in a certain place And these things all have to, like, production is on board with that, so they know those things as well. But there are things that audience members would consider to be little, and they would say, oh, you know, why does it matter? It matters. Mm -hmm. It really matters. These are sort of living, moving works of art that are designed to look a certain way wherever they're done. Yes, every dancer sort of executes differently, but these are the steps. This is what you wear. Mm -hmm. This is what the lighting looks like. This is what... You know, it cannot be to tape. It has to be to live music or vice versa. That's all stipulated. Like, right. and of course, contract. it's not just like, oh, if someone fell, like, obviously, that's not like that happens, but, right? Right, right, right. But you, you're, obviously, you wouldn't share that. So, uh, just Correct. for e- everyone's mind, like, there's so many things you guys have to take yeah. into account, like yeah. the costumes, lighting. Yeah, it's really a lot. I mean, I really wish, I, I mean, even growing up, I think we all had this like um, set of videos that we all think about. I mean, there was like this Bershnikov at Wolf Trap and then there was like Suzanne and Peter Martins and Sagan and like there are things that are just like burned into my mind, but it really was this like set of four videos that were in every public library. I was just going to say it's the public library yes. collection. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I watched Who Cares like live from Lincoln Center. Mm-hmm. I remember all those things so well. When you think about like the really finite i mean all of the all of these numbers are finite but it was a small number of live performances that were accessible by people and now that has largely exploded right and so we have to find a middle ground between like video whatever and post whatever right. and 
preserving the fact that this is someone's intellectual property, Mm -hmm. their life's work, Mm -hmm. and we need to sort of like work within those parameters. It's really critical and really important to keeping like the integrity of the art too. Mm -hmm. Right. Can we talk a little bit about last year, how the festival obviously had to pivot to all digital content. So I'm sure that this, what what we've been talking about comes into play a lot for what the festival was able to present last year. Yeah. We brought on an extra contracts person who specializes in this. Yes. Behind the scenes to make sure that we had every single piece of music and dance and everything was like exactly correct to the T so that I'm sure maybe some members of uh, the audience here have uploaded things to YouTube or Instagram and there's like this immediate copyright flag that maybe comes up Mm -hmm. that's like Sony Music or IMG or something like that all the time for my clients and I'm like We talk and about that later because I, I, I want to talk with you about that. I, it's <laughs> it's become that. more prevalent now. Like I, I, I just recently had a video taken down. It was just like Jeanette and Dewdrop, but I was curious about it because it wasn't. A, it was our um, our company orchestra. They use but did it so sometimes artificial intelligence. To talk yeah, about. so sometimes the artificial intelligence will get it wrong. We have They're a lot like, of live cracker. This is yes. wrong. Yeah, yeah, get it gone. But then and then there's it's really hard to. To um, petition. To petition. Yeah. To Facebook. Yeah. Interesting. So we needed to have all of our ducks in a row really cross our T's mm-hmm. and dot our I's so that when you do appeal those flags, you are confident that you have the right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we were really ready to go with that. But even in years past where I've had, you know, I'll do a voice memo on my phone and ask Cameron Grant, one of our festival pianists, to play like a Chopin mazurka for me to lay over some rehearsal footage. Yeah. That got flagged because they thought it was of Vladimir Ashkenazi playing uh-huh. on a particular album, which Cam was so pumped about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was just like, oh, I'm stuck in the nether world of trying to petition this by being like, no, like here is the live person that I put my, fo- I put my phone next to the yeah. piano and he played this for me. Yeah. You know? That's so funny. Ugh, it's like so annoying, right? <laughs> it's very difficult. Like I try to be understanding, but right. there is a degree to which it is like, paralyzing right times. yeah exactly yeah so tell us a little bit more about um the digital festival last year um of course the curation of it was done by damian wetzel and i'm sure heather watts was a part of that too how much were you um kind of in community because it kind of was put together so- sort of quickly because every you know everything was moving so weird at that time right moving quickly so how what kind of role were you playing in that festival and getting it all out communicating to the audience what was happening I was working as a sort of like, yes, I was doing social media. I also left a lot of the posting and writing of posts to uh, Cameron Morgan, who's currently our festival coordinator. Shout out to Cameron. We love, love Cameron. Hi, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Cameron, I'm just like doing a little bit too much right now because what I had been pulled into instead, which I had anticipated, mm-hmm. was that I would be sort of like a point person between video and artistic and doing all of the copy for like every single thing. So that's something that I also do at the festival. So I do program inserts and any, Mm -hmm. you know, reading over things before they go out, but all of the copy on everything that you're seeing. We had Andrea Selby's artwork being featured as well as photos by Aaron Baiano and Christopher Duggan. And so all of those photos needed to be pulled and selected for each of those pieces. And we wanted some works in progress and like rehearsal footage. We wanted some things that were stage photos. We wanted to make sure there were absolutely 
no sort of like issues or mistakes. Um, we wanted to, Nell and her team did a really good job with the Zooms. Yes, they were great. They looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, okay, for a lot of them, we wanted to put different photos up mm-hmm. there. So I was working with that, trying to find the right photo credits because many of the photos, especially like uh, old ones. vintage city ballet photos have yeah. rights attached to those. Course, so yeah. it was, we did have, it was a wild time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was several weeks. I was very tired, I bet. Uh, but it was awesome. Yeah. So this year is looking a little bit more normal, it but is. at the same time, it does have its own unique challenges. In particular, I'm thinking, I, I would imagine that with the way COVID is so unpredictable that you guys got a late start for the green light that it was going to happen. There were in Damien's mind, I would guess that he had several versions of this festival right. Right. that we could pivot to depending mm-hmm. on what guidance looked like. Yeah. And so we're very fortunate for this, but I would say, mm-hmm. you know, we are a smaller outfit than we have been in previous years yeah. because it didn't feel appropriate, I think, to be super ambitious in right. March and April. Um, so we, we feel really thankful to be able to do what we're able to do and mm-hmm. to be at a hundred percent capacity right now. And it's mm-hmm. really exciting. And boy, is it at a hundred percent. Yeah. Honestly, it's, so it's more packed than I've ever I've seen it. Maybe. What were some of the things that, um, were necessary to change, to leave behind from a more quote normal year? Yeah. We would have a couple more shows that sort of mixed and matched. We usually have artists that come independently who stay from opening night through a few dancing in the streets, through the international evenings, into now premieres, and maybe like an extra show at the end as well. Mm -hmm. And an extra company might come. Right. So we would have something. We have our company in residence, Ballet X. We love them. Um, But we might have an additional company show that comes maybe Martha Graham or Paul Taylor or Colorado Ballet. Colorado Ballet. Um, mm -hmm. And we don't have that extra piece. So Mm -hmm. it's a little, I've noticed because when I was like, oh, it's like July 30th through August 9th. It's a hair shorter. Yeah, yeah. Just a little. So, yeah. So that's where it sort of got a little bit curtailed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm hopeful for 2022. Yeah. Right. So there's been a lot of talk or we've been talking with a lot of people about how they will continue to integrate this video and live streaming as part of their continued business model, really, right? For a ballet company or maybe a festival. How is Vail planning to maybe continue that into the future as well? Well, we are really excited to announce, clearly it's not our first live stream because of last year, but our Now Premieres program, which is happening on Monday, August 9th, it's closing the festival. It's a night full of Veil premieres, is going to be live streamed on the Veil Dance Festival YouTube channel. And this feels very like wrong to say because we're taping this a little early but there you go that's the hot news Uh, that we're announcing you heard it here first Uh, almost every episode since we've been here we got some you heard it here first kind of yeah i think i feel badly because i'm sorry to the small number of commenters who have been poking at this question over the last like six weeks and i've been very like well, yeah, I mean, you can't say till you're ready. It's I know. It's yeah. just like we need we need to be able to do what we're doing first before right, right. we like yeah, right. can can sort of scale up. So we're thrilled to do that. There are music commissions, Caroline Shaw, Tyshawn Sori. Um, really, really exciting. Mm-hmm going to be awesome. We're so excited. Yeah. I mean, it's just so wonderful to be back and having the festival really operating 
almost a completely complete you know normal capacity yeah. you know it's it's wonderful well we're really really looking forward to that live stream we hope that all of our listeners will definitely tune in for that it's so great for us that we can all of our listeners who are listening no matter where they are can experience a whole full evening of Vale dance festival and we really hope everyone will tune in yeah it's gonna be really full new justin peck new tyler peck new jamar roberts ballet x calvin royal the third I feel like I can't not say all the pieces. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's going to be really fun. It'll be great. We can yeah. wait. New Dorrance. Wow. Always the best. All the things. Yeah. All the things. Wonderful. Thanks, Kate. You're doing Thank great you. work here. Thank you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.